0: If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley with your Monday meeting. For all you long-suffering Browns fans, and with me is fellow sufferer, Brooke Riley. Brooke, it's a sunny day. Thank God the Guardians won on Saturday. They're going to New York, play on Tuesday. So it takes a little bit of sting out on uh, Defeat Monday, right? Yeah, seriously. Well, all right. Well, let's get into the uh, recap of the game. And... Uh, Full disclosure, I watched the first half, and when I saw middle linebacker, our third round draft pick once again being hopelessly hopelessly confused and j o k running around like a chicken with its head cut off and people missing tackles i said i got i can't watch this I'll pick it up after the game i'll watch it on uh on on replay but uh I keep reminding, keep reminded of the old adage, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and not learning anything from it. What's that expression, Brooke? Oh
2: yeah. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result.
1: Right. And I think that's where, I think that's where we are with the Browns now we're seeing the same mistakes over and over again, we're seeing the same uh, reply by Kevin Stefanski. We got to coach better. This is on me. I got to do a better job, and nothing is changing. We went into this season hoping that Brissette would be a capable backup. I think he has been more than a capable backup. Uh, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not the second coming of Joe Montana or Tom Brady. You know. Expecting to come back and pull a rabbit out of his hat near the end of the game, which is why, you know, the only interceptions he's thrown is basically when he's desperately trying to eke out a a victory for the Browns. But if you had told me that the Browns offense would, what, average 28 points a game, Brissett would be in the top 10. And we would be losing because the defense is, is really one of the worst defenses in the league right now, I'd say you were crazy.
2: Your thoughts? Yeah, I think I was thinking about this on my drive into work today. You know, each season, and granted, it's only been three seasons with, with Stefanski, but the team has gotten progressively worse each season. And they're starting to find, I mean, I was listening to sports radio on the way in and the chargers. Yeah, they won that game, but the Browns found a way to lose it. And I feel like they're reverting back to their old ways. So I'm not, I'm not saying that it, that we should fire Kevin Stefanski. I am saying that I think it is time to really kind of start thinking about that question because the level of talent they have on the defense and the level of talent they have on the offense, I think they have the best running back in the game. I think they have the best offensive line in the game. I think that their wide receivers are pretty average at best. I think you know, they got Miles Garrett. They've got Clowney. They're supposed to, on paper, have a really good secondary. But they're playing, the defense is playing really bad. And when I looked at the schedule before the season, this was a game that I said you, you, that the Browns would lose. I mean, you look at the Chargers. Justin Herbert. Uh, They've got you know, talented offense, pretty good defense. I mean, I knew that I, I, I penciled this in as a loss. So I guess I wasn't hurt as bad as, as other people were because I set my expectations low. But what's scaring me is just how they are losing.
1: Oh, they're losing because of the defense. That it, you know what? This is real simple. Clowney said it perfectly. Uh, at the end of the game in the locker room. He said, I had never been on a defense with this much talent. He said that. I remember Miles Garrett after, after the Patriots just absolutely destroyed the Browns in New England last year, just running all over them. Once again, the Browns look confused. And I want to th- look, point the spotlight at uh, our offensive line coach, Callahan, Bill Callahan.
2: Yeah, Bill. He,
1: he is one of the great offensive line coaches of all time. But people forget he was not a very good head coach. And I think what in the NFL, like in a lot of professions, we talked about this in earlier podcasts, you have the Peter principle where these people get promoted, Pat Shermer, uh is one huge they get promoted they get promoted to the level of their incompetence and I think with Callahan he got promoted to head coach he was terrible he went back to being a uh, great offensive line coach and thank thankfully Stefanski picked it up and that's what we the problem we have is Joe Woods defensive coordinator we need a Bill Callahan as defensive coordinator a type defensive coordinator. That is at the root of the problem. This team yesterday in looking at the replay last night is missing tackles, is out of position, they're look confused, they're pointing fingers. This is not a well-coached defense.
2: Yeah, it's the defense, but at the end of the day, like it is here at work. At the end of the day, everything goes back to the head coach. Everything goes back exactly. to, to exactly. the boss. So I do have questions on some of Stefanski's play calling. Oh, and yeah, got, that's number Like I said, number two on the this. best yeah. running back in the league and the best offensive line. Why are you throwing it? Uh, but this defense is a joke. And
1: oh, the Patriots are going to kill them on the ground they're absolutely going to kill him.
2: well Um, and also you can tell that the front office thinks that the defense it has some serious problems because they traded for one of the uh atlanta falcons pro bowl linebackers late last night but oh really really yeah so that's kind of a sign like all right Things are about to change. I've been saying it all year. If the defense continues to play like the way it's been, I think you need to make a change at the bye week.
1: Yeah, they might actually make – I think they're gearing up for that. I think this is – you know, we talk about the title of our podcast, Insanity. I keep bringing it up in past podcasts, Baker Mayfield and Stefanski. He was clearly a bad quarterback last year. And Stefanski did nothing. Did nothing. The play calling is just head scratching. I mean, 80% of the time, Stefanski is, uh, I think, calling a pretty good mix of plays run and pass. Jacoby Brissett's got to be thrilled playing with this coach and with this offense. He goes back in the pocket. Nine times out of ten, nobody's touching him. The line looks good. The running back looks good. And I think their receiving core, I mean, Peoples Jones is open and probably David Bell is open. And if you had a Deshaun Watson out there, he'd be seeing him. That's where Brissett is, you know, that's why he's a backup. He doesn't make those good second or third reads unless he's absolutely told to. You saw that, yes. Uh, I remember in the first quarter they were showing how open People's Jones was on this one route, uh, where yeah. Brissette just went to um, Amari Cooper. But but thankfully in the second or third quarter, there there was uh, People's Jones getting it right in the middle. Uh, when he was he ran basically the same play. They went back to it, and he was open again, and Brissette found him. So when Stefanski lays out the play. And that first option is there. Brissett is going to execute it, unlike Baker, who couldn't execute that. But the play calling, again, demonstrates the fact that Stefanski is unable to change, change and grow. I mean, that last drive, why are they throwing with Brissett on a deep route to Peoples-Jones? I mean, it makes no sense that middle of the field with Nijoku or people's Jones was probably wide open, given the fact that this, they were covering the sidelines. So you make yeah, a yeah. throw, you get you get to the thirty or the twenty five so it's more of a a point after kick for Cade York instead of a fifty four yarder and Stefanski just calls two bonehead plays. Um, And the same thing happened with uh, when they were on, they were near the goal line where on both occasions, when Brissette throws that interception. Uh, I mean, why is he throwing into the end zone? He's not good at it. He's demonstrated that he's not good at it. Can Stefanski learn from his mistakes can he learn about pulling the trigger on Baker pulling the trigger on Joe Woods just run the ball when you're on the one yard line instead of having Brissette who is not capable of making those reads throwing it it doesn't seem there is the ability to
2: change and learn from your mistakes thoughts Brooke yeah, well, the number one thing that I have questions on in terms of the offense is the play calling at specific moments, like you just talked about with, uh, with Stefanski. I mean, I have full confidence, you know, when, you know, it's the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. But once you get into like the two minute warning, you know, the first half and the second half, that's when some of his play calls are just, you know, I'm. I'm watching it and I'm like, why did you call that play? You just wasted, you just wasted um, a down. Now, my thought on why Brissett aired it out to Peoples Jones in the fourth was maybe he was hoping that we'd get a pass interference call, but that's, it's either that or Brissett just, you know, had a bonehead moment, but I think that. I think that, you know, we're starting to see just the ceiling of Jacoby and, you know, hats off to what he's been able to do. I think he's definitely exceeded my expectations. But I know one thing is when Watson comes in for the Texans game. We better make sure that our defense has their oh. you-know-what uh, together because there is no way that Jimmy Haslam is letting, you know, this defense slide with the amount of money he's paid up for. Well, uh, it's,
1: not, the Brooke, it's, not, it's not just Jimmy Haslam. It's got to be Andrew Barry. I mean, this is where, you know, this is where there's got to be an intervention with Stefanski where you got to sit him down with Paul DePodesta, Andrew Barry, and maybe Jimmy Haslam's in the room just listening, because God knows he doesn't want to get back into micromanaging like he was doing with Ray Farmer. But this is where you got to have an intervention and start asking Stefanski, why are you doing the things you're doing? Because he's clearly a bright guy. He's got the right temperament for being a, you know, a head coach. I wouldn't fire him. But somebody has got to help develop him as a head coach.
0: Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell or you just need some basic repairs and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics. For all of your home repair needs, from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs, and getting your house ready to sell, 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message. And guess what? We'll call you back.
1: I'm thinking of you know I I've told you this story but listeners have Wait, hold heard. on.
2: Sorry. Go ahead. One sec. There is some breaking news. It's not with the Browns, but the Panthers just fired their head coach. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise there, but yeah, well he
1: hoisted. He uh attached hooked hitched his star to uh Baker Mayfield. God boy. There's always a sucker in the in the NFL. So and we were able but I'm to... not
2: yeah I'm I'm not saying that it's time that we need to fire Stefanski right now I'm saying that I think it's fair to start questioning if he's the right head coach for for this team and I I wholeheartedly agree with you that I've seen enough of Joe Woods I've seen the stars we have on the defensive side there is no freaking way that we should have lost to the jets the falcons and the chargers at home it's all been on the defense and Uh, to be fair this team is one missed field goal away from being one and four because the defense screwed up in the panthers game
1: yeah it's you know what and the questions it just drive me crazy you know mary Kay, if you're listening to this hey mary Kay of cleveland.com who I like, Mary Kay, this is not about whether Miles Garrett was playing or not, or Jadovian or Clowney was playing or not. This is about Joe Wood's competence as a defensive coordinator. And here's the thing that is, is, is when I, when I always, you compare it to the gold standard, which to me is Belichick, who still got his hands all over the defense. I don't think he's a very sharp guy in terms of offensive play calling. Um, And that's what you're seeing it with Mac Jones versus Tom Brady. I mean, he's, he's, but you know what? Belichick is always throwing curveballs to the opposing team when they come in doing something different and you don't feel or see that with Joe Woods. Joe Woods is wedded to his scheme. And if they are terrible as a defense, it's not Joe Woods' scheme that's at fault. It's the players. Well, we, we talked about this all week, and they're still doing it. Well, obviously, Joe Woods, you're not coaching them very well. If they're still doing the same dumb things, there's something wrong with how you're coaching them. Now, does Stefanski and Andrew Barry have the courage to see what is right in front of them? That we have an incompetent defensive coordinator who's not up to the task. We saw that last year in the Patriots game, in a lot of games, where a, a smart head coach would come in and totally discombobulate our defense. Our defense was never in a place where they would shut a team down unless they were playing a Justin Fields or unless there was some howling hurricane off of Lake Erie. That seemed to be the only time the defense could stop anybody. And it's just frustrating. It really is because I think the solution is right in front of us. He's got to get, he's got to get taken, taken out
2: and a new guy needs to be put in period. Go ahead, Brooke.
1: Let me catch my breath.
2: I mean, when I talk to my friends and they say, you know, well, maybe the players should do a better job on the defensive side. It's like, no, it's the coach's job to teach the players how to fricking tackle. And, hey, here's a solution. If Denzel Ward misses a tackle, take him out for a couple uh, of plays. Put someone else in. Send a message.
1: Oh, it wasn't just Denzel Ward. I mean, look at how Eckler just – I mean, if it wasn't for uh, – who's our middle linebacker who took over from Walker, Anthony Walker, the guy from Ella, our third rounder? Oh, Jake, Jacoby Phillips or something? Yeah, Jacob Phillips. Phillips. Jacob Phillips. I mean, you look at some of these runs. He is so out of position. And J.OK is flying around half the time. He, guys are wide open. I mean, they say Miles Garrett – they're putting the heat on. And then you've got – You've got Joe Woods playing soft coverage. Look, at if you're going to bring the house, you got to have a hat on a body going out. You've got all these guys, Emerson, you got Newsom, you got Denzel Ward, you've got cov- people that can cover and be sticky. And yet, I, I mean, look, you know what a play that really jumped out at me? Remember when the Chargers – We're on the one yard line and they executed a 99 yard drive. I mean, that said it all, but what was the first play? It was an out route to one of their receivers for 10 yards. And our guy just gave him that. (laughs) I mean, really look at why look at if you're afraid of them busting a deep play. If you're afraid of that, just think about the alternative. If you just play prevent defense when they're on the one-yard line, they'll work their way down the field, and then you're looking at a demoralizing 99-yard drive, which what we had, and it was poor tackling. It was mismatched coverages to the, the blitz scheme that he was occupying. You had guys running crossing routes that were wide open. And if you just made, if you just made the QB wait another second because of tight coverage, Clowney or Garrett would have had him. And, and you know that just that just jumped out at me. Um, but there's nothing. You don't get the feeling that the Browns are confusing the quarterback. The Browns are making the quarterback uncomfortable. They are just carving up this defense. Now, be one thing, if we were like the Browns three or four years ago and we didn't have the talent, but Andrew Barry has loaded up the defense with John Johnson, with Clowney, with draft picks, and it's just getting worse. So final thoughts, Brooke. Uh, Final thoughts is
2: Joe Woods has got to go
1: part three and Stefanski's has got to stop doing the same thing over and over again. So we're going to end on that. No folks, I think, you know, this meeting has been good, Brooke. Thank you for talking me off the ledge. Once again, we'll say our prayer and we'll pick it up later in the week as we hopefully have some good news to report from New York with the Gardos.
2: Um, For real.
1: And I'm not looking forward to, playing uh, against a third string quarterback who'll probably carve up the Browns and have another uh, career rushing, rushing day. I mean, you know, I, if I was, if I was in fantasy, which I don't do fantasy, Brooke, whoever's the running back playing the oh, Browns.
2: Yeah. Oh my started. God. I don't care if he's a third, he, he's from, uh, uh, I started, uh, I started Austin Eckler yesterday. Oh, yeah. No, it a no brainer. Yeah, I, that says it all. I'm a Browns yeah. fan, but I want to win. It's like, yep, Austin Eckler. Yeah, he just
1: killed it. You know, I mean, they they just they come in there to pad their stats against this uh, hapless defense. So, yeah, it's sad. It really is. Browns fans need deserve better. And uh, you know what? I'm still waiting for a Joe Woods press conference. Where is he? I don't want to hear <laughs> from John Johnson. I don't want to hear from Miles. I want to hear from Joe Woods. Okay? I think
2: coordinators talk on Wednesday or Thursday. So
1: he talks every week. Okay, well, I haven't I haven't seen him. I haven't seen any quotes coming in Cleveland.com. It's like he's whispering or talking deep background or something like that. But you know, he's nowhere to be nowhere to be found. And you know what? He should be talking in the locker room after the game, you know. He should be out there, not his guys. All right, his guys shouldn't be doing any talking. You know, this is on the coach. Go talk to the coach. You know what? The players meeting, forget that. It's the coach. And that that's what you know. Browns fans have seen incompetence for decades, from ownership to general managers to coaches. They they see it right away. They've been exposed to it so long. And right now, everybody is crossing their fingers for Stefanski to grow into his job, but he has gotta stop feeding the Pablum to the Cleveland Browns fan community. Stop it. I'm gonna fine you a hundred dollars every time you talk about it's on me. It's on the coaches. Don't say that anymore. Okay, just fire yourself then if you can't figure it out. Or go back to coaching 101 or take a management class. So all right. Those are my final thoughts, Brooke. All right. All right, everybody. It'll be all it's right. Monday. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll survive. All right. We'll catch you later in the week. Bye, right. bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started You can also check out some of our other podcasts like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor podcast and other new ones that will start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps.